Welcome to the Abbott Loop Community Church Podcast. For more information about Abbott Loop, visit abbottloop.org. Amen. So it's my great honor and privilege to introduce to you our guest speaker and uh, uh, fantastic um, prophet from the island of Scotland. Scotland, is that right? Is it close? We're getting there. <laughs> I'm 14% Scottish. All right, that's over. <laughs> Thank God. Anyway, Alan is my friend. We've been friends for a long time now. We're just talking about since 2002 was in the first time I met you, and we're much younger men at that time. Yeah. And uh, the Lord has just such a great gift in Alan, and he truly is a prophet, one of the most gifted that I have ever met in my life. Uh, many prophetic words have helped shape Joni and I, our, our uh, life, our ministry, and God has really used him to speak to us and many others. So I want to encourage you to really open your heart. The Bible says, receive a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. Amen? And so we want to do that. We want to just really uh, get the best out of what um, the Lord is going to do through Alan's ministry today. Uh, Alan preaches all over the world. We're so blessed to have him back here in Alaska. It's been five years since the last time you were here, and so we're really, really honored, and it's a real treat. So I'm going to pray over Alan and the ministry today. And last time I prayed, I started praying over somebody else besides Alan. I started out with Alan. I started praying over some guy named Robert. It was weird. So I'm going to try to stay on point. So Father, we just love you today. We bless you. You're so good. You love us even in our shortcomings and where we come up short and where we, where we end. But Lord, you really have done something incredible and you've blessed and gifted your people full of your Holy Spirit to just transfer things from heaven to us. And we know that you've gifted Alan as a prophet and we just receive him fully in that regard. And we ask that we would get the best out of Alan today and the best out of the gift you entrusted to him. Will you, Father God, speak to us through your Holy Spirit, through your, through your uh, servant here today, and the God, that we would just experience transformation and shifting and impartation from your presence. And we ask that you would just drive back any works of the enemy today, and you just open up the heavens that we would receive fully from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Will you welcome with me Alan Ross? Good morning, Abbot Loop. Good morning, later service. This is a service for people who like a longer lie in a Sunday morning. And it's the blessing of God. And being here back in Abbot Loop is definitely the blessing of God for me. I've been walking with Abbot Loop since 1994 relationally, and you've had a large part to play in shaping and forming not only my own calling, but my understanding of authentic Christian fellowship and a wider perspective of the kingdom of heaven as it ministers on the earth. It's good to be in town. I recognize some, I don't want to say old faces, but I think you know what I mean. People I've known for a long time, this face is getting older, and it's good to be amongst friends this Sunday morning. If you have a Bible, please turn to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, and be mindful of Isaiah 42. Philippians chapter 3, Isaiah 42. Philippians 3, we will be looking at 12, verse 12 and verse 14. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12b. But I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has lay hold of me. Jumping over to 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 42, 
reading verse 9, Isaiah 42, verse 9. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. This morning, the Lord has given me a template, a template that is so vital for you and I to move forward accurately in the grace of God in the 21st century. But you and I are not a bunch of individuals on our way to heaven. You and I are part of the church, the body of Christ here on earth. And as a prophetic generation of believers, we need to understand this has been a time of transition. It's been a time of huge transition across the church in the Western world, but the prophetic has evolved from being a ministry of great blessing, being driven by a blessing anointing into a ministry that really has at its core a building anointing, a ministry that was never designed to function alone but finds as its natural habitat, synergizing with and flowing, flowing with the apostle. The apostle and prophet lay the foundation of Christ Jesus in the church, not a teaching message full of foundational truths, but a message, and listen closely to this, that builds Christ Jesus in every believer. Kingdom life is counterintuitive to our natural minds and hearts. That's why we don't get it for a long time. We think one thing, God thinks the other. We say one thing, God says the other. It's part of our ongoing surrendering to the Lord that in moments, defining moments in our journey, we encounter a fresh willingness to learn from God on his terms and upon his conditions. So this morning, our message is entitled, A Certain Sound. A Certain Sound. It sounds, a, that is in itself is a strange title. A Certain Sound. The Apostle Paul knew what that meant because his entire ministry was based upon hearing a certain sound from heaven. It resulted in Paul pioneering the first ever missionary trips of the church, writing half the New Testament, planting churches everywhere, raising up fivefold ministers, elders, and deacons everywhere. The boy did well. Didn't he do well? That man will go some places. Trust me. But do you know what? That pattern that the Apostle Paul walked in was not for the super elite alone. It's for you and I. It is for the entire body of Christ. Paul was a man who knew God in a remarkable way. He had visions that really run through to the very day we are living in. But he kept hearing a certain sound in his own spirit. If I were the Apostle Paul, I would have retired after I wrote the book of Romans. <laughs> I would have gone on a lecture tour explaining how I got such great and awesome revelation. Why did Paul keep writing letters to all the churches? He kept hearing a certain sound. We read his words in the book of Philippians this morning, that he was pressing on. Why was he pressing on? To lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of him. Why was he saying that? It's because he kept hearing a certain sound. 
the sound Paul heard determined the language he used. In Philippians 3, 14, he declares, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He was driven because he heard a certain sound that would not silence itself. He understood there was a prize waiting for him in heaven if he fulfilled the upward call of God in Christ Jesus within his earthly journey. The prophetic is a major part of discovering corporate kingdom fulfillment and individual kingdom fulfillment. I was prophesied over four times between 1987 and 1997 by American prophets regarding the traveling call on my life. I had heard the certain sound, but I could not imagine in a month of Sundays how that could ever come to pass. When it did begin to come to pass, lights went on in my life that had never really been switched on before. The prophetic is so important to you and I as a church. And when God speaks, there is within the words he speaks the power to bring them to pass. Isaiah 42 verse 9 gives us inside track information. We need to never lose sight of the value of kingdom information. One of my great mentors of the faith, Dallas Willard, wrote a book called The Divine Conspiracy. A powerful book that there is a divine conspiracy taking place upon the face of the earth. There are many conspiracies running and active within the nations. But we have signed up for God's divine conspiracy. And when he speaks, he speaks in whispers. Whispers that have the power to change entire nation blocks. As I ponder the weightiness of God's prophetic declarations, I have formed the view that there's no more powerful force in the universe than that which God says. When God speaks, it comes to pass in his time and upon his conditions. Isaiah 42 verse 9 declares, Behold, the former things have come to pass. And new things I declare, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. God makes it clear in this Bible verse that he is the God of times and seasons. He authors the seasons of our life. They begin through divine utterance and the end when God has achieved absolutely everything he desired to achieve in a certain season. It's painful when a season comes to an end. As human beings, we all have an overdeveloped sense of sentiment. Scottish people are deeply sentimental. Leaving one season and entering another is never easy. But the new season begins when the Lord begins to declare new things. New things in our life. New things in the nation or the state. New things in the church. It's not a mandate released from heaven that everybody gets. In truth, People only hear from God who have signed up to be part of the divine conspiracy. I wish I'd thought that title up. I really feel I should 
omit Dallas Willard from, from this quote, from this message, um, and just say, a great man of God once said, then the next time I preach it, it was said. Then the time after that, I will just say divine conspiracy like it's my idea. But brothers and sisters, we have signed up to be part of God's divine conspiracy. And it begins to happen when we hear a certain sound. Our journey thus far has been prophetic all the way through. I am a fairly keen observer and student of what the Lord is doing in the nations of the earth what the Lord is doing in the church. We're a people that have heard multitude of messages over the years, and they're all great, and they're all awesome. But at a corporate level for a season, apostolic voices and prophetic voices expounded truth from the book of Ephesians. So God could begin to birth within us his dream and vision of the church. God has a dream, and it's called the church. We belong to a physical church, a structural church, and it cannot be any other way. But at a greater level, we're part of God's spiritual church. And there's apostolic and prophetic voices formed revelatory knowledge in the hearts of men and women all over the world. So we began to move into our identity in Christ Jesus. We live in multiple social identities because we are social actors. We're husbands, wives, employees, employers. We're worship leaders, we're pastors, we're prophets. We are golfers. Say amen if you're a golfer. We'll pray for you later. It's a waste of a good walk. But don't quote me on that, please. Why do I see a firing squad assembling at the back of the church wearing golfing trousers? But fundamentally, our true identity, our eternal identity, is in Christ Jesus. We have been discovering that. The Holy Spirit is moving the church into a, new, into a fresh apostolic season, transitioning the church from the book of Ephesians at an apostolic and prophetic level into the book of Colossians. This is a vital core truth because we're living in the multi-faith era and a time of secular humanism beginning to run the show within the power elites of the United States of America. In this time of syncretism, the book of Colossians has much to say about syncretism. Where? Other philosophies and religions are considered equally valid. There's pressure on the church to surrender the exclusive nature of the gospel and to align itself with liberal and multi-faith perspectives. This is a tremendous danger to the contemporary church in America. We cannot do that. Our Jesus was never, was never one called by his heavenly Father to hang out with lesser gods, with gods that are no gods at all, and only principalities and powers mimicking certain divine attributes. As the Holy Spirit expounds apostolic and prophetic truths from our minds and hearts, from the book of Colossians, so we will receive a revelation of the centrality of Christ in all human affairs, 
within the history of nations. And we will be a people that live on the cutting edge of the supremacy of Christ. We will be a people that absolutely insist that there's no other name under heaven whereby a man or woman can be saved. We will have the goal to say that Muhammad is a false prophet. It will put a shiver in lots of people's timbers. But so be it. Why compromise our faith to be part of people that stand for nothing and fall for everything. When I pass from this life, I want to pass and go on to be with Jesus with my spiritual gutsiness intact. So, we transition gently from the book of Ephesians to the book of Colossians. It means we're hearing a certain sound at a corporate level. There's many voices in the world at this present time. Deceptive voices, deeply destructive voices coming out of Russia and other nations. Lots of saber rattling going on in the earth at this moment. And some of those deceptive voices are entering the church. I don't like what a lot of Christians believe anymore. I don't really have a democratic vote. Whether I accept this word as a complete and finished revelation of God or not. In fact, our prayer, our prayer in this transitional season should simply be, Lord, Take my conscience captive with this word. Draw me in deeper. Make me more determined, stubborn, and boneheaded than ever before. That the last words on my lips will be your word. Uncompromised truth that has passed the test of time and billions of human beings' hearts. We're living as a people, tuning in to a certain sound. We need to be looking for voices in the church that are growing us up in Christ Jesus. Who are you listening to at this hour? Don't listen to opera. She's a nice lady. She's a very nice lady. She's a very wealthy lady. It'd be nice to have a coffee with opera, amen? Well, kind of, sort of. But is she growing you up in Christ Jesus? Who are you feeding off right now? Is your devotional life a drag? Are you struggling with prayer? Perhaps you need to be listening to other voices that are growing you up in Christ Jesus. I know your pastor, Josh, very well. I know his spirit. This is a man who hears a certain sound from heaven and expounds it from the pulpit. As our Christian pilgrimage continues, and we form a prophetic community within this house, Let's be a prophetic community dedicated to hear and walk in a certain sound. Not calling from earth to heaven, but understanding the significance of being seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That what we are hearing is coming from heaven to the earth. We're in a season of prophetic reformation. We're in the season where we are being granted from heaven deeper prophetic insight, more highly developed prophetic eyes to see. That's why we're discovering a new prophetic language, 
as Paul um, was authoring the epistle to the Philippians. He discovered a new language, uh, all about pressing on, all about laying hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me, all about upward calls of God, all about the prize. As we see through heavenly eyes, as we see new things, as we hear certain sounds, so our prophetic definitions and prophetic foundation is designated by God to expand mightily. What does it look like to hear a certain sound? God communicates in multifaceted ways, but only through his Son. God now speaks to the human race through his Son. When God speaks to his people, he speaks through his Son by releasing a certain sound. It's not an intellectual or emotional exercise. It contains the substance of heaven. More non-religious we become in our understanding, the more prone we are to hearing a certain sound. We believe we have to qualify to receive from God. There's things we must do before God turns up. In many ways, it's, that statement is religious hogwash. For I'm talking to godly men and women who have paid a price to hear the voice of God, to walk with God, and to serve God. When the substance is released within our lives, when the substance becomes part of our lives, then we know because our hearts are being opened up to new dimensions of heaven. New dimensions of heaven is where God is. New dimensions of heaven is where our destiny is located. Don't look back the way at what God did in previous seasons of your life, for your future is not located there. Your development is located there. The basis on which God gave you wisdom and maturity that you're living in today is located there. But when our hearts perceive new dimensions of heaven, that at that point of thinking is stretched, we abandon all of the old truths that were invaluable in the 1990s and we conceive deeper truths, new truths that is part of the prophetic process enlarges our hearts considerably. In the truest sense of the word, our destinies will only unfold corporately and individually, when we are heavily impregnated by God. The Amplified Version of the Bible describes the Word of God as divine sperm. And it's when we enter into that process and become heavily impregnated by God, corporately and individually, that we accurately unpack what God is doing within us. We move away from an old, redundant dimension to a new, cutting-edge dimension, and we begin to speak that language that results in a divine birthing upon the earth because we heard a certain sound. We can be very religious in all of our devotional activities. The more I learn, the more God will be impressed, and the more God will turn up in my life. 
I can speak theology to you this morning to put you into a coma. Trust me, I've more than a little of the knowledge of God. Will that impress God? If I stand before him at the end of my lifespan and say, I studied Calvin, I studied Arminianism, I studied that dead dodgy guy, Carol Barth. I learned a lot about theology, O oh Lord, so can I come in? At the end of my life, God will judge me in one thing and one thing alone. For my sin has already been judged in Christ Jesus. That's good news. I needed to be forgiven from much in my pre-Jesus incarnation. I will be judged on whether I obeyed a certain sound. I don't think I heard you quite clearly, Lord, when you spoke to me on the 23rd of April, 1989. Oh, yes, you did. Well, perhaps I did. But I was in the busy season of my life. You know how it is, Lord. You run universes. It won't cut it. It will not cut it. A certain sound. A man called Dick Benjamin and two other couples heard a certain sound in 1959 and began to meet in a little hut, I believe just outside Anchorage. They heard a certain sound and it grew into Abbot Loop Community Centre that dispatched missionaries all over the USA and beyond and was a major church planting ministry that shook the USA to its core. Now you have a new generation of leaders rising up in Abbot Loop, a lead pastor by the name of Josh Tanner. Some of you here today will be in different levels of leadership. Dedicate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves to hear a certain sound. Praise God for the incredible Christian history of Abbot Luke Church. Praise God. And we honor the people and all that God did through this fellowship in the 20th century. But as you hear a certain sound in the year 1918, you will begin the process of God writing 21st century history in advance through your life's and ministry through the acts of the Holy Spirit within Abbot Loop Community Church, 1918 forward. The future is calling. The prophetic is all about the future calling. Our, words are, our works are already complete in Christ Jesus. And a certain sound connects us to the completion process. God bless you, precious ones, especially to mums this Mother's Day. Praise God for mums. Men, we wouldn't be here without a mother. Do you think men would have had babies? It's always good to celebrate the mothers in the house. Now we'll move into a season where I will believe God to hear a certain sound on your behalf, to bring forth some prophetic utterance. It's not a magic wand. It's not a cure-all. It's not God about to reveal your hidden genius to the masses. It's just the Father wants you to enter into a little conversation with him. Do you realize in heaven the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are talking about you and I right now? And it's all good. It's all good. So he's going to bring us into that community conversation between the Godhead. And I will believe God to reach the people he desires to speak to specifically. Can I pray for this lady here? What's your name, sister? Maggie. Maggie. This is Maggie. We thank you, Father God, for Maggie. 
for the season of our life. It's cost you to follow Christ Jesus. You have the, known the pain of being misunderstood and misrepresented because of your all or nothing personality. You have a sweet and kindly countenance. But when God made you, Maggie, he put steel in your blood. There's an innate strength that you've depended upon in very dark seasons of your life. In fact, you are working through right now residual influences from the immediate past set of circumstances that you are being liberated from. The message on identity this morning, Maggie, was for you. Because people have applied false labels to your life that you have bought into. And this specific strategy of the enemy against you in this season is to leave you in a place of confusion. But the Lord breaks that confusion of your life. It says, Maggie, you're a worshiper. You have a very tender heart and a heart that yearns to be in a place of intimacy with God. How do you speak to me, Lord? That's one of your favorite questions. The Lord says to you, child, I speak to you in dreams in the watches of the night and I give you very warm impressions. Very warm impressions wash over you. It's like sitting in the bath and creating a wave. Only the warm impressions bathe your spirit. You're known a time in your life of moving more deeply into the foundation of Christ Jesus. You're going to be reaching some unreachable people for me. The Lord says, child, I am placing a specific grace on your life to rescue men and women from other faiths. To rescue the backslider. Because you have prophetic eyes to see. When you look at someone, you look right into their soul. There's no hiding place from you. I've made you very perceptive and I've given you a depth of understanding that causes people to either connect with you very quickly or run as far away from you as they can. The Lord says, child, I'm refreshing you through a season of worship. Listen to worship everywhere you go, in the car, on the headphones, in your home. You need to let go of the emotional congestion that's built up in your life. It's not who you are. It's not designed to be a permanent part of you. And the Lord is canceling out those accusatory voices that you still hear and crushing them under your feet. The Lord bathes you this afternoon, O women of God, in the oil of his love. The Holy Spirit tips over you a vat of the love of God. And the message of the love of God will be at the core, will be at the core of your life and ministry. For I am surely with you, says God. God bless you, Maggie. Amen. Can I pray for this couple here? Can I pray for you? Would you like to stand? What's your name, sir? Daniel. Daniel. And your name, ma'am? Valerie. Valerie and Daniel. We thank you, Lord, for this precious couple. I am your shepherd, says the Lord, and you will lack no good thing. It's like you've been dislodged from many situations all at the one time. And I am reorientating your lives, says the Lord. You're in a recovery season. 
Uh, both of you are very private people by nature and inclination. You're very comfortable sitting with each other in silence. There's not a need for a communication flow between the two of you. Now I'm giving you a season to be the strong, silent type when you're together. But the Lord says very soon you need to get to a place of having a deeper empathy towards one another. Valerie, you're a deeply emotional person, very passionate lady. If someone makes you a lovely cup of coffee, you feel like swinging from the chandeliers. <laughs> you're moved by even minor acts of kindness. There's an incredible gratitude that you carry really for every human being that's done you a favor or done you a good turn. Yet you've known this sting, a very deep relational betrayal. And the Lord says you've forgiven, you've let go, but there's a haunting effect of a significant authority figure that you still feel somehow or in some way that you're trying to live up to a standard where you will experience their approval. The Lord says to you this afternoon, enough is enough. I'm sending the personality of that authority figure back to them. And I'm removing from you the familiar spirits that keep reverberating their the person's words in and around your mind and heart. The Lord says to you, Valerie, he is calling you forward this morning. He is calling the real Valerie forward. No longer will you be subjugated to historical influences, says the Lord. I'm developing within you a pastoral perspective. As you process your life, there's previous chapters of your life that require further unpacking and further processing. You've lived in very wounded cycles of your life with lots of shock and trauma along the way. The Lord says, I will not have you relive the pain and agony. I will open the window of grace that will cause the pain and agony to dissipate from your life. And out of this, you will begin to carry a pastoral love for my people, a deeper pastoral concern for my people. For I'm with you, even as a couple. And the Lord says to you, man of God, man of God, I'm leading you forward that you would be more proactive in spirit. You're a man sitting in an armchair in the middle of a sidewalk, just watching life go by. You're a okey-cokey kind of guy. You're a kind of whatever pleases you, dear, kind of guy. Sometimes people have said, do you have problems making a decision? You say, well, yes and no. But the Lord says, son, I'm training you to be more proactive in your spirit. The Christian life has brought great blessing to you, but it's been a mystery at a deeper level. And it is a mystery says the Lord, and I'm plunging you into the mystery gospel, the depths of my riches. I'm transitioning you out of having a second-hand faith that others have passed on to you and giving you a first-hand revelatory experience. I'm calling forth the gift of deacon in your life, says the Lord, that you will be able to help others in the future you're called to be a deacon in your, in your community, as well as one that's willing to help others in the household of faith. You're a very sensitive man, and you process information at a deep level. You don't say much. You're more happy listening than you are speaking. But the Lord says, child, I am building confidence in your life at this time. Your confidence is in the Lord. 
and your personal confidence will respond will correspond to that. But I'm also developing your social skills that you can unpack the treasures that I have placed in your life to many others. This is a season for you as a couple to find yourselves again, to find me again, and to begin the process of moving into fullness. For I am truly with you, says God. God bless you. Amen. I would love to pray for your pastors, Josh and Joni. Before we wrap up, should we pray for pastors, Josh and Joni? I think we should. So guys, come on down. Amen. Praise God. Wow. We thank you, Lord, for this amazing couple. Bend me, shape me any way you want me. That's the kind of motto of your lives together as a family and in ministry. And there's a strong overlap between family life and church life. For in this season, I will be teaching you many things within your family home, within the confines of your family. I will be giving you revelatory principles that will translate easily into kingdom life within this house. For there's a trumpet sound from heaven saying, this is the hour I will give you a closer family spirit as a fellowship. I'm going to nurture family in your midst. I'm going to take relationships further than people even want to, to that your lives are integrated and woven together, not for the purpose of more activities, but to get a better handle on each other. Beware of blind spots, says the Lord. This is a perennial source of warfare, where the enemy starts messing with people in their blind spots. That's why you've heard people say things to you that have shocked you. Think, how could they say that? The enemy's been working on their case in their blind spots. And man of God, the Lord is going to give you an apostolic message very soon about Christ formation. You're a man with a searching heart. You're a man that's seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this message on Christ's formation, spiritual formation, will be for this house, but will also be for other fellowships. For the Lord says, I'm raising the blood count on the caliber of leader that you grow within this fellowship. This is a house that has grown strong and capable leaders over the years. And so I am growing afresh, a new generation, a Joshua generation of leadership that will act as a powerful foundation to move this work forward. Man of God, the Lord is going to show you new pillars he's raising up within this fellowship. The time is moving to install couples that will be like pillars. And you and Joni are going to reproduce who you are in their lives to free you up and give you more time for family and give you more time for the Word of God and prayer. This is an embryonic season for you as a fellowship. For the old continues to die, but I've called you to be cutting edge in the city. And there will be a season. You will regain your cutting edge in the field. The Lord says, the vision I am birthing within you both will be a transgenerational vision designed to Keep running up until the return of Christ Jesus. There's an impartation of God taking place in both of your lives this day. 
where this church is being recommissioned to be a governing church within the city of Anchorage, a territorial church that disrupts the works of darkness in the city, a territorial church that learns how to influence people in high places. The Lord says, as a couple, pray that God will connect you to influencers. The people you connect to within the infrastructure of Anchorage in this next season is vital to your longevity. For I'm giving you a spiritual DNA for urban transformation. I'm giving you a territorial spirit, says the Lord, called the Holy Spirit to debunk the lies of the enemy that's taking ground within anchorage at this time. The Lord is commissioning you as a couple and as a church to fight for the soul of anchorage. What you're experiencing now is a backlash of the enemy because of the primacy of the work of the Holy Spirit historically in this city. The Lord says, I will share more detail with you both as you travel. Women of God, the prophetic edge you carry is sharpening. And it will result in a new depth of prophetic understanding. I'm going to give you a fresh prophetic blueprint for this house and for the city of Anchorage. I will give your husband lots of detail and paradigms. I will lead him into highly specific activities. But you will have the prophetic blueprint. You will know when something isn't quite right. You will know when you're hitting the bullseye. I'm training you to exercise prophetic influence and I'm training you to exercise a wise and pastoral leadership. The prophetic will grow and develop in your life, but running parallel with that will be a deeper pastoral unction. I am blending you both together, says the Lord, for a new season of divine synergy. The Lord says, with that, you will discover a new language, new insights, and an overall kingdom perception that will act as a driver to move this work forward in the power of my kingdom, for I am truly with you, says God. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. Services in Anchorage, Alaska are at 9 and 11 a.m. We hope to see you soon.